name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and batzi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. Introduce today Kylie Foster. I am looking forward to hearing from her and can't wait to introduce you guys. Managing partner at the Moxie Group with 15 years experience growing brands, improving culture, and pushing boundaries. Lifelong sports enthusiast, wife, and mother of three. So welcome. I'll hand it over to you, Kylie. Good afternoon, everyone. I am so excited to be here with you today. Um, it looks like we have a very diverse group of professionals on the call. So thank you so much for joining. Um, I want to just thank Travis for his efforts and his team's efforts to keep professional development and networking going. I'm sure like many of you, I'm so excited to get back to in-person events, but it's wonderful to have an avenue for us to all get together. As Travis mentioned, um, I am um, the uh, CEO of F3 Limited Services. I am one of the managing partners at the Moxie Group. I am a mother of three and just looking forward to sharing with you my story today. Um, I have lived in corporate America for the last 25 years and about six months ago, I took the leap to entrepreneurship. When I was asked to speak at a talk, I was a little concerned as I feel I am still climbing a very, very steep hill. But I've learned that so many of us um, over the last 12 months have changed directions. I was thinking about what should I have for my topic today, and I have been given so much great advice over my career. But one thing that all of my mentors did was talk about listening. And I wanted to share um, just a trip down memory lane on why I have developed such an appreciation uh, for the skill of listening. My story starts in 1958. Um, my grandfather was a landowner and he was a farmer. He was playing cards with a bunch of his friends who were also farmers. He tells me this is a ritual that they did every Saturday. And one of the topics of that day was the difficulty of getting fertilizer to their small town of about a thousand people. He heard them go on and on about um, the frustration of the shipments arriving late or the salesman could never pick up and, and be found via the phone. So as he listened intently, he went home that evening, talked to my grandmother and said, I want to buy fertilizer in bulk and I want to allow the farmers to 
grab these bags as they need them and we'll bill them. They'll just leave us a ticket. They took three or four for the day and we'll bill them. I'm not for sure that uh, many of us would trust that approach today, uh, but he was sold on it. She thought he was a little crazy, but the farmers loved it. So the picture you see on the screen is their little barn that they purchased um, to cre uh, create space for bulk orders of fertilizer. I'll tell you, I think my grandfather would have been happy with the penny profit um, that he was able to gain by just selling bags of fertilizer, listening to the problem and trying to solve it. However, his customers wanted more. Uh, he told me about six months later, uh, they were sitting with a group of the same farmers and the topic that day surrounded um, the difficulty of spreading that fertilizer in their field. So again, he started listening. They were frustrated with how long their days were, how hard it was to find the team member to walk those fields and spread the fertilizer. This time he said, I'm going to act immediately. I'm going to offer these gentlemen um, the savings that I've created from my first business and I wanna buy a fertilizer truck. Um, he offered them to be able to rent it by the day, by the month, by the week. He wanted to solve that problem for them. Before we knew it, um, he had a, a truck that was never there and a small business that was built on listening to people's problems and solving them. Now 1968 is here and my father Denny enters the picture. Uh, he's about ready to come home from the armed services. And when my grandfather talked to him, he told me stories of my dad being this avid reader. He loved books about uh, presidential candidates, military leaders, uh, books that talked about commanding your own ship and looking in the mirror and taking action. My grandfather was listening. As soon as my dad arrived home, he challenged him to start a business. My dad wasn't quite intent on acting uh, immediately, but he wanted to go home and uh, talk to the farmers. He'd been away for a while and see if he could create a business. He asked what their problems were. He asked how they could be solved. He asked what they needed. And then he spoke to my mother and said, I want to create a place where the gentleman can go and have coffee. They can have conversation. They can get the products they need and the services that, are, that they are after. So what once was Westfield Grain, um, as you see the picture on the screen, turned into Westfield Grain and Fertilizer. About now, um, I am in the picture. I am growing up and one of my favorite things to do is go to the office with my father. One thing I always remember him telling me is, Kylie, silence is a sign of respect. I think that was his way of telling me uh, to be quiet, quite honestly. I'm sure so many of you have parents like that who um, are very purposeful in their message, but as kind as possible. But I was a very curious kid. I had lots of questions. But his point to me was listening is learning. And he did not want to silence my voice. I know what he wanted to do is to have me be ready to act when my name was called. It was called about the age of 10. I had always been in the shop every single Saturday watching the gentleman change oil in the shop trucks. One of the names, his name is Mike, actually turned around to me and said, Kylie, are you ready to jump in? Would you like to help us change the oil? I kind of looked around and thought, oh, me? 
absolutely. You know, I, I'm ready. I want to, I want to be hands-on. Um, he said, you have to answer this question first. What is the first step that we have to take? Of course, I jumped right in, very eager, very um, enthusiastic. You have to jack up the truck. You have to unplug it. You have to drain it. I went on and on. I had been listening and I was ready to act. I'm so thankful for that opportunity. Um, it allowed me to have um, success in many different things because I had uh, taken on um, a, a genuine interest in what it means to listen. So after high school, I went on to play two sports in college. Um, my coaches, I can assure you, were laser focused on learning new plays and learning new drills. And um, they did not spend much time holding my hand. Even as a freshman, um, they expected me to take on verbal cues. And I needed to be listening yet again. I would hear plays called like Hut, Five, Alabama, Kentucky. Um, if I was not listening intently, I could cause my middle hitter in volleyball to look really bad. If I stole a base when I wasn't supposed to, that could land me on the bench. I wanted to talk about listening today because I think we really need to get back to the basics. Um, as I fast forward through my first professional position, um, this is kind of where everything I learned about listening failed me. I rehearsed for my presentation over and over. I knew the material front and back. I prepared for all the questions. I even planned for some of the rebuttals that I thought may uh, come to me. The problem is uh, the people in the audience were very curious like me when I was growing up. Their questions did not meet my storyline and I tried to respond with robotic answers. Um, Unfortunately, that created a below average performance. If I would have just uh, listened and responded with genuine answers, I know I would have done a much better job. So many of us are scared to do that. Just wanna encourage you to be in the moment. As I progressed in my career, I did have the ability to start leading people. Uh, that has been a great honor, but I will tell you the the need to, to lean on my listening skills has been um, dramatically increased. It's tough. Um, maybe some of you listening today feel the same. I often get overwhelmed uh, with the amount of uh, data that's coming in, whether it be emails or text messages, LinkedIn. Um, it might be TikTok now is in the business world. And it's very noisy. And um, I was struggling to get messages out to my colleagues, to my coworkers, um, even speaking with my boss, but especially my customers. If any of you have kids in the audience today, you're probably like me. I've had lots of conversations with them about not being desensitized. They need to listen. They're constantly scrolling and not stopping. And they take these bold gestures to get their attention. And it can be like that for us in business as well. Um, I encourage you to remember the art of a great conversation. It involves one listening, first and foremost. Um, it involves sharing and it, it also involves reflect, reflection and acting with a purpose. 
too often, I think our relationships are based on bits and pieces of information. And as a business owner or a C-suite member or an account manager, uh, it's hard to provide sound advice if you're always just grabbing sound bites. Um, so we really want to get back, I believe, to the art of a great conversation. It's needed now more than ever. I wanted to share a few tips with you guys that have been beneficial to me. As I mentioned, I've had some great mentors, uh, but there's four primary items that have stuck out to me and I've tried to implement in my business. Um, the first one I'd like to focus on for better listening is I would urge you to get clarification. For example, a customer might ask you um, or tell you service is the most important thing to me. Well, what does that mean? Does it mean they want on-time deliveries? Does it mean they need um, better content uh, creation? Does it mean they want more technical support? Some things that have worked for me is just saying, well, go on. Um, can you tell me more? And that ends up um, giving me a little bit better summary of exactly what is important to that client. Number two is uh, separate disagreement from criticism. I think as a young professional, that's something I learned. And um, often we are checking out of conversations too early because someone disagrees with our opinion. I encourage you to take this as an opportunity um, to be non-biased about someone else's business solution or suggestion. Do not stop listening and start planning your rebuttal. As leaders, often we do this. We, we come to the table with a suggestion or a solution and we think it's the only way. But I encourage you to listen um, to others' opinions and maybe that solidifies your direction or maybe it cracks the window a little bit and gives you new insight that really can benefit your company. The third one is be vulnerable. I know so many of us want our family, our friends, our coworkers, our bosses to believe we have everything together. I know I sure don't. And the truest partnerships are built on discussing your strengths and weaknesses without a fear of being judged. I don't expect for you to share everything with your coworkers or your professional relationships. Sometimes you do develop those where you just feel uh, the special connection to really um, discuss things at a deeper level. But I would encourage you to be open to responding honestly. If you're listening today on the call and you've been asked, how are you doing over this last week? My guess is 99% of you have said, I'm fine or I'm good. Be vulnerable. Tell them how you're really feeling. If someone would have called me this morning and I would have said, I'm nervous. I'm going to be talking to all these wonderful, diverse professionals. I want to make sure they take away something uh, from me that's valuable. If they would have called tomorrow, um, I would have said, or, or if they would have called yesterday, I might have said, I'm frustrated. I've, I've sent out 15 emails. I've only received two responses and it's not the action that I'm looking for. So take that first step, find a new answer. If someone asks you, ask you how you're doing, respond honestly. The fourth thing is don't be a sentence grabber. I'm not for sure if you've heard that phrase before, but if you've ever uh, been in a conversation where someone completes your sentences, that can be a little distracting uh, with the person that you're communicating with. 
be a better listener. I tend to want to go very fast through conversations. And so I have to really focus in on listening effectively. Um, make sure that that individual can complete their thoughts, because if not, you could derail them and send them in a direction that they weren't necessarily wanting to go. I want to just end this talk today by encouraging you to teach yourself to be a better listener. I feel it can dramatically improve the quality and rich, richness of your relationships, whether that be with your spouse, your coworker, your boss, your kids. Um, I strive to be like a roller coaster for my clients, and I want to um, challenge you to do the same. When you're a great listener, you give your customer energy, excitement, acceleration. You give them visibility. But the biggest thing you do for them when you're a great listener and like a roller coaster is you participate in the ups and downs. And you have to be listening intently to do that. One quote I love and I want to share it with the audience today is wisdom is the reward you get for a lifetime of listening when you would have preferred to talk. We all know practice makes perfect. And going back to my father, I remember the, the thing that he said he kept on his visor at the, at, um, in his pickup truck when he started a business is you have to start and you have to pay attention. So I just encourage you to do that uh, in your next meetings, in your next relationships. And I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to connecting with you guys after the meeting.